welcome to episode number 56 of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda. I'm passionate about helping empty nesters and apartment dwellers achieve a stylish and functional home in a more compact space. Today we are going to talk about downsizing with pets. This is a big topic, topic and I've heard a lot of people talk about it. They are worried that they can't take their um, dogs to their new homes, for example. And um, I mentioned in my last episode that Australia's first apartment dog park has been announced in Melbourne. Uh, it's a big apartment um, project called Garden Hill and it will feature a securely fenced ground floor off-lead area for dogs with seating, drinking facilities and a dog cleaning station. And according to the RSPCA, which I had to look up, I have to say Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, there are over 33 million pets in Australia with 39% of households owning a dog. However, downsizing with pets to an apartment can be a challenge. Uh, first of all, there are uh, very uh, many different rules in the uh, states and terri territories, um, so there are different strata laws and of course also rules regarding pet ownership depending on the um, building you are moving to, etc. So to make the right decisions, it sounds like people have to do a bit of research before they can downsize with their pet to an apartment. On top of all the regulations to consider, the welfare of the pets should not be neglected, of course. So this is why I was looking for a specialist in that field, and I found um, a lady, Dr. Kirsty Sexel. She is a registered vet specialist in animal behavior and runs a practice in Seaforth in Sydney. Um, I read about her on a website called Pets in the City. And then I contacted her now, I'm very happy she agreed to be on the show today. As I know a lot of people have pets and might be worried how they are going to cope with downsizing to an apartment, especially if they are coming from a big house, a big property with a large garden. So if that sounds like you, please stay tuned to this podcast to hear expert tips around downsizing with pets. So welcome, Kirsty. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Um, what do you think of this new dog-friendly apartment development in Melbourne? Well, I think, uh, as you said in your introduction, uh, at least a third of Australians own a dog. In fact, it might even be higher, except it is very difficult renting or buying an apartment, having a dog or a cat even. So the more that we can encourage people to have pets, the better off it will be, because we know pets are very good for our health, they're good for us physically as well as uh, psychologically, and there's a lot of benefits. In a pet. Mm. So yeah, so you are, are you going to have a look there when that is all <laughs> open well, and check it out? <laughs> if I get to Melbourne, I certainly will have a look because yeah. I like looking at things like that. And I yeah. think it's you know more and more we're recognising that um, you talk about empty nesters, but more and more Australians are living by themselves, and having a yeah. pet can provide them mm. that companionship that um, mm. that they don't. They you know, may not have in any other way. Mm. Uh, and especially when people get older, sometimes the pet is the one link they still have with their spouse that might have passed over or you know, having yeah, yeah. kids. And, and so I think pets are really important in our lives. Mm. Um, so what, are, what is the first thing, in our case, empty nesters should do when they start planning to downsize to an apartment with a dog or a cat? Or I mean, what about... 
goldfish or something. They seem maybe not so complicated, or is there? Yeah, well, it depends. You never know. Never know. And uh, certainly, fish can be quite difficult to transport and look after as well. So, look, I think the first thing you know you have to look at is. what sort of a place you can actually take pets to because some strata um, places are very easy to to have a pet and I guess it depends on if you're going to buy the apartment or if you're going to rent the apartment so all of those things have to look you have to look into that and then when you do look at places um, not only do you have to find out if you can have a pet there but look at it from the pet's perspective too because there's a lot of places that might be really nice for us to live but uh, perhaps that aren't safe for the cat on the balcony or you know um, there's too much noise for the dogs and they might you might have issues with barking so there's a lot to look look mm. into not only just buying or renting the place yeah, but uh, yeah. looking at it from the animal's perspective as well mm. yeah that's interesting so maybe um maybe you just mentioned buying and renting is there what can we well, there's a lot of resources available now. Uh, if yeah. you, you know, there's a lot of things on the web where people give you advice. Uh, a lot of the real estate agents actually have different sections that say, you know, this is uh, pet friendly or not pet friendly. The Australian Companion Animal Council in 2014 um, produced two brochures. Uh, renting with pets and one's a guide for tenants and one is a guide mm. for landlords and that yeah. has lots and lots of tips in there they're freely available on the net um, and they have uh, little tips for what you might need to do uh, moving with the pet um, oh, yes. and, and so they have little forms you can fill in all about uh, you know what sort of references you might need for your pet mm. I'm just holding one in my hand. So, so is that the website here, the Australian Companion, Companion Animal, Animal Council? Yeah. yeah so that's uh, I'll just read that out for the listeners. It's www.acac.org.au. Australian Companion Animal Council Incorporated. Fantastic. I didn't know about that. So, yeah, that's great, uh, these brochures. That's um, well, already they, helpful. Mm, and I think it helps because there's one for you if you're going to be the tenant and one for you if you're going to be the landlord. And so Mm. there's a lot of uh, good information because I think people, landlords sometimes are wary about having pets Mm. in the household, but there's been some studies in the US show that children actually do more damage than pets do. So Really? (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So, you know, like the two-year-old will get the crayons and paint on the wall, so you have to clean up after that. And, and, you know, your dog or cat may make a mess. But again, this is yeah. part of the. If you tell the tenant, uh, tell the landlord yeah. that you know that you're going to have a pet, um, and it's really important not to hide pets because mm. one of the things that we know, and the city of Sydney has done a, a lot of work in this as well, that um, if there is an emergency or evacuation it happens, um, there's say a fire or flood. If they don't know the pet is in there, Take then they don't do anything but they yeah, look yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of good reasons to be right up front and mm-hmm. say, look, I've got a dog, I've got a cat, I've got a goldfish, whatever, <laughs> um, and uh, make sure that we actually, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that everybody's aware there's an animal there. Mm-hmm. And also, if you've got an animal, it's a good idea to introduce them to your neighbours. And, mm-hmm. you know, it can create, pets create a whole different community atmosphere when you have mm-hmm. animals. People who own pets know if they... You know, walk down the park, they usually know all the dog names, yeah, they may yeah, not know yeah, the people yeah. names, but they all they know the dog's yeah. names. So. What is the majority people have is dogs, I guess, or cats, um, or I don't know what I, other pets are around. Mm. It's usually only here about dogs and cats. Oh, well, birds are very, very birds, popular. Yeah. Um, some people keep reptiles, so there's lots of different oh pets that okay. people have, rats and mice and... You know, they all make really good pets in different ways. So some of them, of course, are very much quieter. So mm. you're not going to have um, a rabbit 
you know, making a lot of noise, but they can make a lot of noise yeah. when they thump. So people keep all sorts of different animals okay. as companions. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> um, what services are you offering to help pets and their owners to make the downsizing journey as stress-free as possible? Well, usually my role is, is just helping um, owners understand um, that, that their moving can be stressful because people, uh, we published a study a few years ago looking at the stress that moving house has not only on the people but also on the pets, so managing mm -hmm. that stress and anxiety um, and giving them some tips about perhaps when you're actually moving, put the pet into boarding kennels or catteries so that you've actually got the move they're not there, they don't accidentally get packed up or they escape during that time. Um, it's really important that when you do move that you make sure that your pet is vaccinated. It's microchipped, so if it does escape, you can um, find it. And change the address on the, on the, you know, with the registrar that your microchip is with so the people actually, uh, everybody knows that you've moved. And if the dog or cat, unfortunately, does escape for whatever reason, it goes back to the right address. Um, and that's a really important thing to do. And in some cases, I've certainly um, provided references for, for the pet to say I've known the pet for X amount of years and it's been a well-behaved pet. Um, oh, yeah. So, you oh, know, a lot of veterinarians good, yeah. do that I now. Did, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah. That's a good thing. So what 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 is that stress that the, the pets can have? Like, well, is it the same with, the, like, the people? Well, people get change? stressed about moving, yeah. um, and it's sometimes it's change. If you have an animal with an anxiety disorder, we know that 20% of dogs, like 20% of people, have an anxiety disorder, so moving may be more stressful for them. Um, so that sometimes they might need to use uh, synthetic analogues of pheromones, the calming pheromones for dogs mm -hmm. and cats to make them feel more comfortable in their new home. So if, if some animals move without too much mm, difficulty mm. at all, but it's a new place and it's, new surroundings and different smells. So, yeah, that's, you know, that's that, the most a change of their yeah, area yeah. they that they're comfortable to, with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, with the dogs, I just I don't know. I mean, just imagine if someone has a big dog, like large size, and they had a house, you know. And how how do you is that is that problem actually, or is that would you recommend to move a, a dog into an apartment? Well, apartments are fine. I mean, if you lived in upstate New York, if you lived in Manhattan, they all live in high-story apartments, yeah. and they're really it, it's not as big an issue as people think. And gen often the larger breeds of dogs, um, Great Danes, for example, yeah. are fantastic apartment pets because oh, really? they really just want to hang around. Often the little dogs are, are <laughs> much busier. So, so the size of the dog doesn't matter. Doesn't it's really the oh. individual temperament, oh, okay. and really um, whether you live in an apartment or live in a house it's, you have to still provide your pet with mental and physical stimulation and mm. it can be just as easily done in a in a small apartment provided you cater for those animals needs um, mm. and dog needs are different from cat needs cats uh, have a, a big need for uh, three-dimensional space or vertical space so you've got to make sure there's lots of places for the cat to climb up yeah. but you can design an apartment really really well and if mm -hmm. people want ideas there's a there's a really interesting book um, called the cat's house and these people in America have designed the whole house around the cat and it's full of different shelves oh. and you don't even realise that there's lots of cats living there. It's so well designed. So well, I have to make a note. Maybe I'll put uh, a link in the in the notes. The cat's house. house. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so basically people could come and say, look, we have this dog and then we want to move there and then you... 
If you don't know them, the, the, the pets at all, you, you have a look at it. Do well, you, you know, it's, it's, it would be really unusual for someone to come okay. and ask me to write a reference for a pet that mm, I didn't know. Mm. So my, like, uh, like all veterinarians, we have our clients. I'm a specialist in behaviour, so I see the animals that have mental health issues. Mm-hmm. So they sometimes need a little bit more help when they're moving to help them feel yeah. calmer about it. Um, so it really depends on, on the pet and, and the owner and where they're moving to. Mm. All right, okay. Um, can you tell us about a patient you helped downsizing, a little case study or what, well, what happened? Most, or? most commonly, as I said, what I would see is um, somebody I knew who might want a reference for the pet and especially mm. if I've been treating that animal for a number of years, I know them, I know the owner and so one, I can remember they were moving from quite a large house to, uh, to an apartment and uh, the apartment was pet friendly which is really really important so we wrote a reference and talked about different things the owner was going to do and it worked out really nicely for them and now they're happily living in their apartment yeah, oh, absolutely that's great um uh, we, maybe we touched it already what are major symptoms Downsizers come to see you with their pets. Well, it's, like it, it, it wouldn't be anything different. I mean, it's it's really the fact that if an animal has a mental health issue like an anxiety disorder, they're probably um, going to see me for treating that. And it, the move may or may not make things worse. Mm. Um, sometimes if people fly with their animals, that can be a real issue because plane travel can oh, be... Yeah. Uh, not comfortable for all pets so mm. it's really about how are we going to do this how are we going to manage mm. their anxiety what sort of medications can we give them to help, mm. help them cope mm. with that uh, so you know it depends on whether I see them after they've been traumatized by the move or if I see them yeah. before they yeah. actually have the yeah. move yeah. oh my god are there many pets with anxiety disorders I can't yeah. believe really. 20%, so where, where does that come from it's I genetic mean, just like gen- in humans you know, we have a genetic predisposition to be anxious we know that one in five of us is going to have an anxiety disorder or mental health issue oh, sometime right. in our life and it's a fact mm-hmm. of life and it's the same with, with animals there's nothing mm. different without them so you know I treat these animals that, that have these problems mm. alright okay um, what are your top three tips for empty nesters if they want to downsize. Yeah, if they want to downsize, I think number one, make sure your uh, pet is healthy so Mm. that they're vaccinated, their worming is up to date, so they're physically as well as they can be. Um, Make sure that the microchip is up to date, make sure that they get the registry with the right address with with that because I think that is a, a really, really important thing um and if you're going to downsize do the research make sure the place that you're going with the pet is going mm. to be we you know able to take the pets and use some pheromones um that can really help calm the animal down you know before during and after the move mm. Mm. all right that sounds all good um is there anything else you want to mention maybe well I think that the main thing is that people often think that because they're moving to apartment either to rent or to live that they can't take their pet Um, in fact mostly you can and dogs don't need enormous amounts of space they need mental and physical Mm. stimulation so um, there's no reason that they can't live in an apartment provided they get the same you know um, stimulation as they would in a backyard and really most animals, dogs and cats, would spend at least 12 to 16 hours a day sleeping. So the, mm-hmm. the, it's not that they run around all the time like mm-hmm. mad. And if they mm-hmm. do, and then they probably I mean, have yeah, issues. you have to, with the dogs, I mean, the cats you don't need to <laughs> go out, but with the dogs it's, it's the same as in yeah. being in a house, I guess. Yeah, Before absolutely. That you, had, you might have the 
before the opportunity to just send them to the garden so that they can run around there, which you don't have in an apartment, except the new one in Melbourne now, maybe. Mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so you have to go and... Mm. And there's a lot of apartments that are now um, pet-friendly. In fact, a lot of developers are now... Uh, mm. There's quite a few in Sydney now that are pet-friendly, and they charge a premium for it because mm-hmm. the people with pets want to move their pets there. Mm. Um, tenants with pets will often be prepared to pay slightly more. They will uh, mm. certainly want a longer lease because they don't want to be moving all the time. So, in fact, they probably make really good tenants if they mm. have pets. Mm. Mm. Yeah, all right. Um, now you'll have to get a pet yourself. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, my boys, my younger son, he always, Mom, can't we have a dog? I said, who is looking after that dog? It's me, you know. Absolutely. Like, this is the thing. But so remember, you'll be, um, yeah. you'll be happier and healthier if you uh, have a pet. We know that uh, mm. lots and lots of research has shown this, mm. that uh, physically and mentally, uh, you're less likely to go to the doctor. You're four times less likely to go to the doctor. You're going to recover from a heart attack better. You're going to stay longer mm. and healthier if you have a pet. Mm. If you want the pet, yeah. and that's the maybe, thing, everybody has to want the pet. Maybe when we are downsizing the kids out of that, <laughs> <laughs> enough with my boys at the moment and everything else. I'm doing. Well, you don't want to put too much on your plate because animals mm. do require a lot of uh, effort, but they give yeah. us a lot back in return too. Yeah, that's right. I mean, we had a cat when I was a child in Germany. I remember we had a cat. For a while, she came to our house, and then one day she disappeared again after years. So, but we had her, and it was good. <laughs> All right. Um, so, where can maybe, um, yeah, where can people find you when they want to know more about your services? Well, I work here in <laughs> Sydney, or maybe I don't know if you do anything online as well. Yeah, we we, we offer consultations all over Australia, yeah. um, and so all they have to look up is Sydney Animal Behaviour Service, and they will find my website and be able to contact me that way. Okay, so well, one of my you, residents. Mm. Do you have the web address? Yeah, which it's we can... www.sabs for Sydney Animal Behaviour Service dot com dot au. Okay, sabs dot com dot au. Yep, sabs dot com dot au. All right. Thank you so much for your time today and all these um, explanations about downsizing with pets. And I'll put the the link to these brochures in our show notes and um, as well as um, Kirsty's website. And uh, yeah, thank you. And this brings us to the end of our episode today. Um, if you enjoy listening to our podcast, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. This will help promote the show and is much appreciated. Um, for those of you who are interested in, ap- in apartment living and how to create a happy home with the things they love, um, you can register for one or all three workshops at the Green Square Library in Zedland. I'm going to do um, over spring. So the first one is on Saturday, the 19th of September. Uh, it's about decluttering and uh, getting ready. Uh, the, the workshops are free, but please book um, via... Um, either my website, which is downsizewithstyle.com, or via um, the Green Square, uh, the City of Sydney Libraries, which is via Eventbrite. They start at 10.30 to 12, Green Square Library. So I would love to see you there. And then we have another big event coming up on the 31st of October, um, Downsize with Style Masterclass. This is a one-day workshop with six speakers from different um, areas. Um, because ideally when downsizing you would engage a real estate agent, a financial planner, a decluttering specialist, a designer, maybe a lifestyle and wellness coach to get you through the process. But um, you don't have to go any further because we brought all these people under one roof 
and um, it will be a great day with lots of um, workshop character and you will get expert tips you can ask questions you can share your um, challenges with other participants <clears throat> and you will become more confident in making the right decisions save money and time and reduce your stress while downsizing um, tickets are $179 per person, but we have an early bird special until the end of September. It's only $159, and tickets are via Try Booking. Um, if you type in Downsize with Style Masterclass, you will find the link, or you can go as, again on my website, downsizewithstyle.com. There's also a link. So thank you so much for listening today, and I wish you a great week and hope to speak to you next week. Cheers. Cheers.